Well, praise the Lord, church. It is time to start our Wednesday night service. Uh, there's maybe a little light in the attendance tonight, but maybe more are on their way, so let's pray for them, lift them up, that they'll be on their way here shortly and uh, have safe travel. So I see the numbers already improving as it is, so that's a good thing. Thank you, Lord. So thankful for Wednesday night service, looking forward to what the, our study is about tonight, so let's uh, meet in one mind and one accord tonight, so uh, we're going to pray real quick, then with prayer requests for any of those out there that have something, brother. Anyone else with a need over the church for somebody for prayer? here she's probably got the coolest head so I think that uh, she will survive so she'll divide and conquer if she has to but I have no worries about that one so okay all right Also, let's remember uh, Brother Randy. Uh, I know he was going through some tough time and don't have any updates, uh, but he was on my mind this week, and I miss him when they're not here. And uh, Brother Darrell being another one, he they were he was he was having some issues. And last time I talked to him, he's moving a little slow, but you know he's still here. So you know let's keep him lifted up that God will work on him. Uh, anybody else with a need? someone over the house. Let's pray for our country. A lot going on right now, and man, it, it, you know, every time we take one step forward, it seems like two more come in and set us back, and so it's a constant tug of war going on in the country, but above all, let's pray that the Lord gets what he wants out of it, you know, let, let's, let's try to move in that direction, not so much what we want. I know how I'd like it to run, but not everybody sees it like I do, you know, or you do, or anybody else, you know. So let's just pray that, you know, it aligns with what the Lord wants, you know, and it'll go a lot easier on all of us. Any other needs over the house? All right, let's, let's all stand and we'll pray this morning, uh, this evening, and we'll get this underway this morning, and then we'll come and sing and worship and then study to show ourselves approved again under the, the lesson tonight, so. Thank you, Lord, for these requests. We ask you, God, to consider each and every one of them. We ask you, God, to 
Help us move through this service tonight, Lord. Open our hearts, minds, and souls, and understanding to your will, your purpose, Lord, in our life. God, that we would do what you would have us to do. Lord, we're so full of ourselves, Lord, but help us look for what you want, Lord. In everything we give you praise, honor, and glory, Lord. Touch these that are here. In everything we give you glory and honor. Sister Kessie, and bring us in.
Deep. 
testimonies if God's been good to you this week and even if he hadn't been you know God woke me up and let me see another day another few days since we met last time so I'm just grateful that God's still allowing me to be here you know so sometimes I think that you know we get so caught up in ourselves and doesn't look like God's doing anything it's like well you're still here aren't you so I'm just grateful that He's still working on me, as the old song says that we used to sing as a youth. Go ahead, Bill. Problem fixing God, that's for sure. You know, he's got his hands full with us. Who else has a testimony? Service. 
said something very wise there, but you know, we're living in the last days, and it is very true that we're seeing things pan out more and more. You know, and Brother Ronnie and I were having a conversation a couple of weeks ago in the hallway about our Sunday school lesson that I learned something new. Even if it's the same old thing that we've heard a hundred times, it's going to be our familiarity with it. You know, and what you know about it that's going to help you. And when it, when it looks familiar, you'll just do it. You know, but if it, I mean, so many times I think the world's looking for something new to hear and something, you know, just to blow them out of their stocks. But if they don't know what the basics are, it's not going to do them any good to hear a prophecy or a, a big testimony or, you know, something, some oracle of God to come tell you something when you don't even know what they're talking about. You know, it's now is the time more than ever that we've got to get serious about what's required of us, you know, and like Marjorie said, I wouldn't give a nickel for what the world's doing when they can't even just tell you what a woman is. They can't tell you anything about, you know, they'll worry over something that has no bearing on anything, you know, and then die and lose their soul over something so simple as that.
about being covered, it reminded me of a scripture that says that it's in Psalms. It says that he hides me, he covers me from the fiery darts of the wicked one. And that's the way he works. Even if it looks like there's nothing going on, if he's got you, in one place it says he's got you hidden like a polished shaft in the quiver, he's going to fire you when he needs you. We need to be in that quiver when we're ready. Not when we think we're ready, but when he thinks we're ready. He's going to fire us at the enemy to cover us. Go ahead, Brother. good. That's right. He takes care of us. That's exactly right. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. I can't even brave Brother Sammy no more. He's that good. <laughs> Anybody else with a testimony before we turn things back around here? I want to do something really religious here just a second. We're going to take an offering. So when we get that voting money out, let's take up the offerings here tonight and we'll get things rolling here. We're going to fill it in and get ready to go. Lord, we thank you for this time of giving. We thank you for these that are here, Lord. We thank you for what we're hearing in the testimonies, Lord. Ask you, God, to touch this offering tonight, Lord, that it will do what you've had it for it to do, Lord. 
fleshly flesh gifts and giver tonight, Lord, speaks to you. Praise the Lord, everyone. Um, I'm still uh, rejoicing um, over uh, what God did this past Sunday. Amen. That uh, I think uh, I think that um, Sister Nikki 
probably received the Holy Ghost about as easy as anybody I've ever seen. There was only one other that I can think of that I can remember uh, uh, as that was when Brother Travis Smith received it. He got it before he got, I baptized him. And that was the time that he started talking in tongues and finally I had to pray. I said, Lord, you opened his mouth and I closed it so I can duck him under. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'd hated to drown him <laughs> right after getting the Holy Ghost, you know. Uh, but um, but there have been other times too. I, I, my, I remember uh, a young a young lady by the name of Samantha at the old building many years ago that received it when she came to the altar and repented uh, before she got baptized. Uh, and um, oh, well, now she was she was kind of like Sister Kathy was kind of like that that right back on. You couldn't shut her up. <laughs> it was uh, it, uh, it was on it was on a Sunday night, and that was back when people didn't mind going to church, you know. Uh, and uh, it was after ten o'clock. It was after ten o'clock, and she'd done been speaking in tongues about an hour. Her dad, Brother Phil, I guess he probably thought he had to get up and go to work the next day. So last thing I remember, I looked and he he had her in his arms like that going out the front door of the church and she was still speaking in tongues and then Shirley complained she said she spoke in tongues all night long <laughs> hallelujah glory but I'm glad to know God's still filling people amen he is still doing it well we're going to pick up tonight uh, from our last lesson we are in studying some stuff in the uh um, book of Ephesians, which I call the mirror of the church. Uh, and the reason why I say that when we look at the Ephesian church and what the Apostle Paul wrote to the church of Ephesus, it's a mirror of what the body of Christ uh, should look like. Now, I have got about two or three of the last uh, the last time's lessons up here. If you don't have your have a copy, uh, you can uh, come and get one. Because I want to I want to read our opening scripture reference there on page one. That's them right there. You can get one of them. All right. Has everybody got theirs now? I got two more left here. No, that's not it. Yeah. Oh, that's the one for tonight. This is this is one and two. I want to call your attention for those of you watching online. Uh, we're going to go to the first chapter of Ephesians, and I want to read the opening scriptures again um, because it, uh, it goes over what we are studying right now. It says, Ephesians chapter 1, beginning at verse 1, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, to the saints which are at Ephesus, and to the faithful in Christ Jesus, 
Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who hath blessed us, and I've got that highlighted, with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, according as he has chosen us, I've got that highlighted, in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestinated us to the adoption of children by Jesus Christ himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise and glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved, in whom we uh, have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace, wherein he hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he hath purposed in himself. And I will stop right there. And uh, um, as we look at those things, there are five different things there that we are covering right now. He has blessed us, chosen us, predestinated us, made us, and made known unto us. And those five things I have given the name of the, as the five extensions of grace. All of these things come from us, to us rather, they come to us through the grace of God that he has given to each and every one of us. None of these things we receive because uh, we worked for it, we earned it, or we was good enough or worthy enough. They all come from the grace of God. So thus the five extensions of grace. Now, in our last lesson, we talked about blessed us. And of course, and I brought that out, that us right there. He's, re he's referring to the ecclesia, the called out ones, the body of Christ, the church. Uh, and chosen us. And we covered those areas in our first lesson of this. And we're going to begin tonight on page three, predestinated us. Uh, I don't know why a lot of people are scared of that word predestination, but a lot of folks are scared of it. Uh, and I guess maybe I have a clue, an idea why they're scared of it, because they got the wrong view about it. When they look at the word predestinate, they say, oh, you, you, uh, uh, you think that before the world was created, God's pointed out this one right here, I'm predestinating this one, he's going to be saved, and this other one, uh, I'm predestinating this one to go to hell. God never picked nobody to go to hell. That's not what predestination is all about. And uh, so once you understand that, then um, hopefully you can fall in the line, and we're going to be talking about this tonight. Um, the next extension of grace comes in the form of adoption. In the form of adoption. 
And that adoption did not come the day or the night that you got saved. Whatever time that you repented of your sins, you gave your heart to God, was baptized or whatever, that's not the hour that you uh, uh, was adopted. Uh, it didn't happen at that time. It was a decision made in eternity past. One of tr the tremendous blessings we have in Christ Jesus is that through Christ, by the predetermined decision and purpose of God, we, and that William, again, we're talking about the church, have been adopted as children of God. Now, let me clarify this so uh, everybody will have the proper understanding. Predestination comes from the foreknowledge of God. And you can look up that term. It's in the Bible, the foreknowledge of God. The Bible tells us that God knows the end from what? The beginning. And from that focus, God was able to look down through time and he saw everybody who was going to accept the gospel and believe. He knew it all. He's, he's uh, omniscient. He's all-knowing. And through his foreknowledge, this is, a, this is a something that it's, it's beyond mortal man to how we can comprehend it. But God knew everything before it happened. And in his foreknowledge, he knew that when Simon Pruitt heard the gospel, that I would believe and I would give my life to him. And through that foreknowledge, he wrote my name in the book of life aforetime. That's how I come from. Names was in the book of life before the foundation of the world. Does that make sense to everybody? It's through his foreknowledge, just this. Right, right, exactly, exactly. Right, exactly, that's why. That, you, you hit the nail on the head right there. So, <laughs> see, that's, that's the beauty of the, of the wisdom of God. Uh, so he knew everybody was going to believe and accept, and through that, it's called the foreknowledge, our names was written down. I like what one, uh, I heard uh, one person's testimony one time. It was in church um, uh, on a Sunday night, and he got right with God and repented, and he was excited about it, and the next day at work, he was giving his testimony and uh, telling how God saved him. And one guy who was a smart aleck and wasn't a believer said, well, say, you got saved. He said, yeah. He said, uh, uh, when did that happen? And he this guy, now this guy was just a new believer, but he already had some wisdom going on because he stopped a minute. He said, oh, it happened 2,000 years ago, but I just found out about it last night. <laughs> Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> it needs to say it shut that smart ex mouth up. He didn't have no more to say. Hallelujah. All right, let's, let's continue on. 
the word predestinated is made up of two words in the Greek, before and determined. Literally, to determine beforehand, to mark out ahead of time. This predestination is for adoption into the family of God. Adoption was part of God's plan. It was His idea, His purpose. It was not an afterthought. See, God knew, going back to His foreknowledge, He knew that man was going to mess up. He knew that Adam and Eve was going to sin and that his creation was going to need a Savior. So the Bible said Jesus was slain, what? Before the foundation of the world. It was, all, it, it was, it was a done deal. Hallelujah. God made a way before we was even thought about that we could get right with him. That, that's, that's glorious, folks. I mean, that is so powerful. So adoption, being adopted in the family of God, um, was not an afterthought. Before the creation of the world and before we existed, God looked on us in our need and he looked upon his son crucified and risen as the all-sufficient atonement for our sins. And because of that, he chose us to be holy and blameless. Hallelujah. Amen. We were adopted. See, every one of us was born in this world as spiritual orphans. We all were spiritual orphans. We, we, we were away from God. We didn't have a father. Amen. And it's because of what Adam did. So God knew that we knew because we were spiritual orphans, we needed to be adopted. Amen. And he took care of that, and he made that a way, and he knew ahead of time who was going to receive that and accept that, and so the wheels were set in motion. Romans chapter 8 and verse 15, uh, it's in your handout. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Hallelujah. Meg mentioned that this past Sunday. Remember I told you that, that Abba means daddy. Hallelujah. Means daddy. Hallelujah. So this is where uh, the predestination comes in. It's not anything that we should be scared of or whatever. Because like I said, it don't mean that God said, uh, well, ahead of time, well, this one's going to be saved and this one's going to be lost. I, 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 I decree that now because the Bible says God's not willing that any should perish, but that all come to repentance. Hallelujah. Amen. So, predestinated us. The next one is the one that's linked to it very close and that I really love. He made us. Made us what? Made us accepted. Made us accepted. As we continue to understand the things which has been extended to us by His grace, we look now to how we who were once afar off, alienated and estranged from the Father, have now been accepted 
or endued with special honor. As the Greek, um, and um, um, I, had, I had the pronunciation of that Greek word down, but it's done flipped my mind, so I'm not going to try it. But that Greek word indicates um, in the beloved. When you see that, <coughs> made us accepted. That word accepted in the original Greek means endued us with a special honor. Gave us a special honor. Made us a special honor. Stop, you know, like the testimony, linked to the testimony that Sister Margie gave a while ago, one day what we're going to be able to, what we're looking forward to hear him say. See, you know, there's a lot of times in this life, you know, we, we may try to be accepted in, into something and we, we don't, we get rejected rather than accepted. But you don't have to worry about that with God. Because the Bible says he does not reject anybody that comes to him in faith. Hallelujah. There's nobody he rejects. The word of God teaches us that. Amen. And he has given us the special honor. I think about another scripture in St. John. Not St. John, but John, um, 1 John. 1 John. Behold, what manner of love the Father, there's that word, hath bestowed upon us that we should be called its children of God. What an honor. My Lord, it's a special honor. Hallelujah. He has accepted us. He's, Jesus said, whoever comes to me, I shall in no wise cast out. Hallelujah. Amen. These are things, folks, that we ought to rejoice about. Amen. And, and because he has made us accepted, we first need to understand who the beloved is. He said, made us accepted in the beloved. Who is that beloved? Because the scripture says we are accepted in the beloved. Now, Years ago, when I first started, and I was very young and uh, still had a lot of growth to do, I can remember the first time I read that, and I thought, well, the beloved is the church, but the beloved is not the church. And I've got the scriptures here. I want you to look in your handout. Ephesians 1, 6 says, To the praise and glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us or given us the special honor to be accepted in the beloved. Let's, let's read that in the Amplified Version. To the praise of His glorious grace and favor, which He so freely bestowed on us in the beloved. And notice the brackets there. His Son, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is the beloved. And we have been accepted, given the special honor in Jesus Christ. And there's a lot of scriptures in the Bible that talks about this. I have given two to uh, bring this out. Matthew chapter 3 and verse 17. This is when Jesus was baptized in the Jordan River. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, this is my what? 
beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And then later on, on the Mount of Transfiguration, when Jesus took James, John, and Peter up on the mountain and he was transfigured, and they saw Moses and Elijah appeared. Uh, and uh, again, Matthew 17 and 5, While he yet spake, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and behold, a voice out of the cloud which said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. See, if you remember, Peter told Jesus, uh, it's good for us to be here. Why don't we make three tabernacles? One for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. And that's when the cloud came because he was, um, Moses at that, in that vision represented the law. And Elijah represented the prophets. And so, See, under the Old Covenant and the Old, uh, the old um, Testament, we had the law and the prophets. All of that was a schoolmaster to bring us to Christ. Amen. And so they, he said, let me make three tabernacles. I want to include Moses and Elijah and Jesus. And when he said that, the cloud overshouted him and the voice came out. And the voice said, this is my beloved son, hear him. Not Moses, not Elijah, but hear him. Hear him. And he opened his eyes and they saw nobody but Jesus only. <laughs> Woo, glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. So, and there's, there's plenty other scriptures that verify that the scripture that says that we have been accepted in the beloved or we have been accepted in Jesus Christ. If, if you've ever done any reading in the Song of Solomon, Song of Solomon is a beautiful allegory that, that represents the uh, relationship between Christ and the church or his bride. And I think about the scriptures in the Song of Solomon. One of them says, I am my beloved and he is mine. Hallelujah. Glory to the name of God. So Jesus Christ, as the Son of God, is the beloved, and we have been accepted in Him. Hallelujah. So what the Scripture is saying is that God the Father hath made us or given the special honor of being accepted in Christ, the beloved Son. And let me add this right here. I feel like I got to. Because God's accepted everybody that comes to him, we don't have no right to cast nobody out. A lot of time our own prejudice over color, race, language, or whatever it may be, amen, we may not, you know, we might not like this one here being there, that and whatever, but Jesus says that whoever comes to me, I will in no wise cast aside. And I, that means I've, I accept those who come to me. So what right do I have to try to reject anybody that Jesus has accepted? 
Amen. Think about that. Praise the mighty name of the Lord. And let's look here. We're in Ephesians, and we're studying the book, and I want to take you to Ephesians chapter 2, verses 11 through 13. Wherefore, remember that ye, that's, and when Paul was writing to the church in Ephesus, he was writing to Gentiles, not Jews. This was a Gentile church. There wasn't Jews, there were Gentiles. So remember, wherefore remember that ye being in time past Gentiles in the flesh who are called uncircumcision by that which is called discircumcision. See, a lot of Jews back in the early days of church, there was a constant conflict. They didn't want to accept Gentiles into the church that hadn't been circumcised. Amen. They wanted to reject them. So those are called circumcision in the flesh made by hands, that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, or in the beloved, in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were afar off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. Ye who were afar off. Where have you heard that terminology before? Afar off? It was on the day of Pentecost. Part of Peter's message. When he said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sin, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For this promise is unto you, and to your children, and to your children's children, and to all who are far off. Now, there's something else again that I used to think. Well, I mean... When he said far off, he means all of us who get saved in the year 2000. That's a far off from, from the first century. But that ain't, I mean, that ain't what he's talking Those afar off was the Gentile nations. We were the ones afar off. The promise is unto you and to your children, to their children, and those who are far off. Hallelujah. Do we realize how blessed we are today because... I've heard some people say, I wish I lived in Old Testament times. I'm sure glad I didn't do. Lord of mercy. Because Gentiles did not have a hope in the Old Testament. He said, you were without hope, without God in the world. Amen. Salvation was to the Jews. And it's because the reason why God chose Israel is through Abraham. And that was the only nation who would accept God as being one. All the other nations, all the Gentile nations, they was worshiping all kind of gods. So God hates idolatry so much that the Gentiles was cut out of the original covenant because of their idolatry. So we are blessed today because we who were aliens, oh, my Lord, 
we are so blessed. We're so blessed. You being blessed by God does not got anything to do with how much money you got in your pocketbook or what kind of car you drive, what kind of house you live in. All them things are temporal things. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I might not have, I might not have um, a million dollars in my bank account, but I'm rich. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank God. All right. I've got, oh, it's 8 o'clock. Let me, uh, made known to us, uh, hope, I'm going I'm to, if you get a question or whatever, raise your hand, I'll stop, but I'm going to try to get through this. God, in his infinite wisdom and mercy, devised a secret plan. That's, this right here is why I put on, on Facebook today that uh, uh, come tonight and uh, we're going to be investigating a mystery, if you like good mysteries. God, in his infinite wisdom and mercy, devised a secret plan. A divine purpose from eternity past which remained a mystery until it could be revealed in Christ. The New Testament in Paul's writing speaks of the mystery and we, or the Gentile church, have been blessed through and by it. And this is still connected to everything we've been saying. Ephesians 1, 9 and 10. Having made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure which he purposed in himself that in the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather together in one all things in Christ both which are in heaven and which are on the earth in him. Okay. Ephesians chapter 3 verses 1 through 6. For this reason I, Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus on behalf of you Gentiles. Remember now, all this has been referred to Gentile believers. Assuming that you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace that was given to me for you, how the mystery was made known to me by revelation. So there was a mystery going all the way back that nobody else knew about. It was a secret. Paul said it was given to me through revelation. As I have written briefly, when you read this, you can perceive my thoughts into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to the sons of man in other generations, as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. This mystery is that the Gentiles are fellow heirs, members of the same body, and partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. Is this all linked to what I've been telling you tonight? We didn't have a hope. We was without God. But even though in the Old Testament when salvation was of the Jew, God had a secret plan that he was going to open up the door to the Gentiles. Hallelujah. Let me read in Romans 16. The Bible is filled, especially in Paul's writing, about this mystery that was not revealed in generations past. 
Romans 16, 25, Now to him who is able to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery kept secret since the world began, but now made manifest by the prophetic scriptures made known to all nations, according to the commandment of the everlasting God, for obedience to the faith, to God, alone wise, be glory through Jesus Christ forever. Amen. I'm just going to continue to read these scriptures. Colossians chapter 1, verse 24. I now rejoice in my sufferings for you, and fill up in my flesh what is lacking in the affections of Christ for the sake of his body, which is the church, which uh, I became a minister according to the stewardship from God, which was given to me for you to fulfill the word of God, the mystery which has been hidden from ages and from generations, but now has been revealed to his saints. To them, God willed to make known what are the riches of his glory of this mystery according to the Gentiles, which, in, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Now, this last scripture I've got down here is going to give the total revelation of what this mystery is that God opened up. For he himself is our peace who has made us both one. Who has made us both one? Who's the us? Okay. Before you had, you had the Jewish church and you had the Gentile church. Jewish believers and Gentile believers. Who has made us both one? There's, there is not a Jewish church and a Gentile church today. There's one church. Hallelujah. There's one church. Let me continue reading. And has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility. See, there was a, a, there was a wall built between the Jews and and the Gentiles, remember the Samaritan woman, the woman at the well? She was surprised that even Jesus was taking the time to talk to her. Why? Because they didn't talk to one another. There was a hostility there. And there was a dip broken down between the Jews and the Gentiles. All right. That he might create a wall of hostility by abolishing the law of commandments expressed in ordinances that he might create in himself one new man in place of the two. This is a secret God had from the foundation of the world. There's not two no more. There's not Jew and Gentile. What there's in other scriptures, he said that we in Christ Jesus, there's neither bond or free, Jew or Gentile, male or female, we're all one in Christ Jesus. Glorious, hallelujah, amen. Every time I get in a confrontation with somebody who don't believe in women saying anything in church or, or whatever, I, I have to quote them that scripture. So what are you going to do with that? I say, here's my opinion. You want to scratch it out of the Bible? Oh, no, 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 no. The Bible says we're all one. 
in Christ Jesus. He's created one new man in the place of the two. So making peace and might reconcile us both, meaning Jew and Gentile, to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing the hostility. And he came and preached peace to you who were off. Oh, there's that far off again. And peace to those who were near. For through him we both, Jew and Gentile, have access by one spirit to the Father. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God built on the foundation of apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the chief cornerstone in whom the whole structure being joined together, grown into a holy temple in the Lord in him, you also being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. Glory to God. Hallelujah. My Lord, when we just stop and begin to think all this stuff, how we've been blessed. Amen. Who once didn't have any hope. Christ has made us all one. See, the church is made up of Jew and Gentile alike. It's not a Jewish church no more or a Gentile church. There's not a black church or a white church. We're all one. There's one church. One church. Let's all stand together. Hallelujah. I hope that you were blessed from this lesson tonight. And... Uh, Always remember that anytime that you begin to get down and depressed and the devil tries to lay some heavy stuff on you, go back to some of these scriptures and think about it. And tell the devil, said, devil, you ain't going to get the upper hand of me. You ain't going to get me down because I'm a blessed child of God. Hallelujah. I'm blessed child of God. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. I hope and pray everybody has a, a, a great rest of the week. Appreciate everybody being here tonight. Appreciate you watching online. Father, we come tonight. We thank you and praise you for this time of Bible study. Thank you for your word, God. It's a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. We love it and we appreciate that word. Bless everybody. Keep them safe as they go on the road home. In Jesus' name, as the church say, God bless you. We love you in the Lord.